0: Thanks for joining us today here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates, 419-794-3030 is the number. That's 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. On today's show, tune-ups. We know we need them to make our vehicles, uh, make sure they're performing efficiently. But what about regular tune-ups on our 401k plans? The government has predicted that Social Security is going to run out of money sooner than expected, So does that mean that you should take it earlier? And it is, of course, the 20th anniversary of 9-11. We're going to take some time to reflect on that and the impact it's had on us all. But first, let me check in. Normally, I'm joined with uh, Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner. But today, I've got the two Scots, Scott Osborne and Scott Kirshner. Glad to be with you guys. How are you today?
1: Yeah, we're doing well. Uh, I had a fantastic week of weather, great golf weather. The Solheim Cup was in Toledo at Inverness Club. And we uh, got the opportunity to go out and see that last weekend. Uh, It was pretty cool seeing the... uh, professional women's golf in town. It's a somber day, as uh, as you all know, it's mm-hmm. 9-11. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that later on. But uh, Scott, I'm glad to have you. Yeah, good
2: to be back.
0: Glad to have you as well. Let's go ahead and dive into the show here. You know, one of the most common reasons people give for claiming Social Security early is that, well, they're afraid the program might run out of money. Uh, just last week, in fact, a new report said the trust fund is projected to go dry in 12 years, one year sooner than they expected. But J.P. Morgan's Ann Lester tells Morningstar that shouldn't be a factor when it comes to your decision.
1: I do think that Social Security for retirees and near retirees today will not be touched. Maybe for people in their 20s and 30s, there might be a similar adjustment to what we saw 30 years ago, but it will happen with a similar time frame, right? So I I do think that is a big mistake people make.
0: So guys, I'm curious, what reasons do you hear from people that want to claim early and how do you ultimately help them uh, optimize their benefits?
1: Well, one of the things that I run into a lot, a lot of people say um, they're afraid that it's not going to be there, just like the article reads. And um, the other thing is a lot of people, you know, genetics comes into play and they said, you know, well, my family uh, health isn't the greatest and I'm not going to live that long. So I want to take it early. But, you know, the crazy thing is I had last week a couple of people actually call me up and they were kind of in panic mode. They read this article and they said, hey, uh, I uh, hear Social Security is supposed to be running out earlier than it was really originally projected. We want to take it now. And it's like, okay, well, well let's, let's talk to our, our uh, Social Security claims strategist here and, and see if that makes sense. You know, the numbers show it's a year earlier. It was 2034. It's now 2033 that they're projecting it. This is just throwing an opinion. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but I just can't see the government throwing our seniors to the wolves, so to speak. You know, I sell Obamacare and or the Affordable Care Act, a politically correct way to say that. And, um, you know, everybody was talking about the subsidies and pulling out the subsidies. And they asked me, what do you think is going to happen? And I said, very simply this, there's no way that the government is going to just rip these subsidies away from these people that are getting money for their health insurance. There's no way they can do that. And I feel the same way about Social Security. Scott, what what are you hearing from the people
2: you're talking to? I mean, obviously the, the concern, just like any other financial news that can come out, the concern can definitely get driven home by what you see in the media. So ultimately, You know, I agree with you, Scott, that I don't think we're going to see major overhauls. Um, And just like the JP Morgan analyst was sharing, too, if we do see that, you know, you know, I'm a military guy. I think Mm -hmm. it'll be similar what we saw in the military where they changed military pensions, but they changed it for all the new people coming into the system. Sure. And then people that were like they didn't have a choice. They were in the new system. People that had 10 years of seniority in the military. Uh, had an option. And then mm-hmm. there was a certain percentage of us that were grandfathered in. I think this will be very similar where you'll see maybe at a certain age threshold of, hey, if you were born on this date or after you're grandfathered into the old system, you know, we saw that, you know, even with different planning opportunities, like being able to file a restricted application. Okay. They said, mm-hmm. once you're at this birth date or later, um, you no longer qualify for, for that filing strategy. So. I think we'll see something very similar from a Social Security standpoint. Obviously, changes will need to be made. Congress will need to act, um, but you know they'll probably procrastinate, and then eventually they'll probably put the burden on on younger folks. So um, it's something that, the way I always tell it to my clients, um, you know, I'm in my late 30s. I'll tell them, hey. I don't have Social Security plan in my plan at all. Mm-hmm. I think I'll have benefits, but I don't have it in my plan. But for you, it's, you know, w- we're confident that it's part of your plan. Um, so, you know, for younger, for my kids, it's not in their plan at all. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know what,
1: I, I, that's a great point, Scott. I never really even, you know, I don't do what you do. I'm, I'm the health insurance guy and, and the benefits. and But that's a great way to think of it. I don't have that in my plan. Now, I'm knocking on 60, so it's kind of in my plan, but it's a piece, like I always say with life insurance, it's a piece of the investment pie. It's not the whole pie. You know, and not having it in your plan, not even considering it as part of uh, um, uh, an income stream for you when you get to be 65, 66 years old where Social Security comes an issue is a great way to look at it. I mean, I'm not going to plan for that because it may not be there.
2: Yeah, and obviously, you know, having a a wife and then myself that are self-employed, you're paying into it less than most employees are, right? So, you know, that's specific to us, but, you know, every person's got to do that analysis and figure out what's best for them. So at the end of the day, though, like, you know, there's a lot of tools out there where you can run Mm break-even analysis and things of that nature, but there's definitely some emotion to it, too. Um, And I think, you know, as advisors, we're looking at the data side of it. Hey, mortality for somebody of your age and health, it has this life expectancy, so we should expect a, a break even prior to your life expectancy ending. Well, I have a client who says, "Hey, I'm I know I'm healthy, but I'm the only surviving family member between right. my parents and my four siblings that lived above age sixty. So, I'd like to take it earlier than seventy. So, okay. Well, yeah. hey, it's not going to blow your plan up. So, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm fine with that.
1: Yeah, I had a I had a client in, he was. His dad passed away at ninety one. I think I talked about this last week on the show. Um, and his mom was eighty eight years old and, and the guy's healthy and he's planning on winning till seventy, you know. So for him it makes perfect sense. Right. You know, the the numbers here are, are really kind of staggering in this article. Even if what twenty thirty three hits, um, you know, like Scott was saying, there's there's going to be adjustments, there's gonna be things that are a little bit different. But the program is still set up to pay 76% of those benefits scheduled past 2033. You know, you have to be on top of it. You have to pay attention to what's going on with it. Um, You know, the cost of living is um, increasing. You know, you look at inflation. Uh, There's an article that I read where the cost of living increase last year was 1.3. They're projecting 3% for next year. They already are saying that's not going to happen. It's going to be more like 6%. You know, the last time that you saw inflation rates, it's been uh, several decades ago. Last time you saw inflation rates this high, the cost of living was up. uh, The increase was up to almost 6% as well. 5.9% 5.9% back then. But, um, you know, there's a lot of things that are are are, are scary out there for people. Uh, that's why it's important, you know, get a hold of us. Uh, America's Retirement Headquarters, go on our website. We've got Social Security Claims Strategists here that can work with you. Um, uh, Scott can help you. We've got Chaz uh, Price and Nolan Baker here in the office. So we've got a lot of resources available that can at least Ease that mind a little bit and um, uh, let you enjoy retirement.
0: You know, there are hundreds of different ways to claim Social Security. And if you are married, there are more things to take into factor. There are reasons that you should take it early before your full retirement age. But because the solvency of Social Security has, has come into the spotlight recently is not a reason to do that. There's no need to panic claim your Social Security benefits. That's kind of akin to... Uh, those folks that we saw earlier this year porting gasoline in in garbage bags. It's just, it's not necessary. And, (laughs) you know, like Scott Osborne said, being uh, in my late 30s, I'm not necessarily banking on Social Security being there for me or being a a major player in my retirement. But for those retirees and pre-retirees right now, that's not something that you should necessarily have to worry about. So there's no need to panic. Make sure you figure out the right strategy because, again, the difference between claiming early and waiting until the age of 70, it's like a 50% swing. And, and, and that could be, that's for the rest of your life. So again, make sure you you get it right, figure it out and, and claim properly. America's Retirement Headquarters can help you with that. 419-794-3030 is the number to get started. It's 419-794-3030. Guys, the Next Avenue website did a story on life coaches and, and noted that some of them specialize in helping retirees. That's not really a surprise. I mean, the name of the show here is called America's Retirement Headquarters after all. So there is a a market for that, but let's talk about the retirement angle here, why uh, you guys focus specifically on the retirement side, and what's different from normal financial planning
1: you know when I was preparing the uh, my notes for the show i I went through this article and and uh, I got to tell you it really um well, I've, I've come across in my 41 years of business, a couple of people that needed some liability insurance. And I asked what they do, and they said they're life coaches. And I go, what the heck's a life coach? <laughs> You know, and I don't know. I, I read this article and it, it addressed a couple of people that were life coaches and they're out there in California. And I maybe it's a thing out there. I don't know if I'm being politically correct again or not. But uh, you,
2: well, you know I'm from
1: California, right? Well, I no, I did there, not know because... that. <laughs> I did not know that. But I can see you having a life coach. You know? <laughs> um, nice. You know, I, I, you my know own... I need a golf coach, not a well, yeah. wife, a, a life coach. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it's kind of funny when you, you talk about, that and in this article it mentions a couple of key things I just want to throw out there just for fun facts you know one of the things they said was a lot of people don't prepare for retirement you know when you're working 35 40 years you decide to retire now you're gonna be spending 24 7 time with your wife she may not like you that much they look at things like preparing you before you retire on the little things a lot of people say okay man it's vacation time every day is a vacation well you may not be able to afford to do that and one of the things that uh we've talked about before and and scott based on you doing the uh the financial planning and that is a lot of things that we talk about are having a financial planner that's going to get you to retirement and then changing gears when you're in retirement wouldn't you agree that maybe that's part of a responsibility of a financial advisor to maybe be that retirement coach, so to speak?
2: Yeah, and to me, I don't know the 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 word coach gets thrown around a lot too. So I, I think it depends. I mean, I think there's plenty of advice out there. There's plenty of coaching out there that you can go pay somebody hourly to to help you get a little bit of advice. But most people need help with implementation, right? And so it's not only Getting the right advice, but I, I mean, to me, it comes down to what what we always talk about with clients is leadership and accountability to get mm-hmm. things done. And ultimately, as much as we can get done for the client, we're trying to get it done. It's helping people get clarity of, you know, not what am I leaving behind from a career perspective, but what am I retiring to? So those are a lot of the the fun discussions I think we get to have. I mean, we do a lot of technical, boring work behind the scenes, but right. I think it's a lot of fun to discuss. Okay, what are we trying to fund in the future? What are you going towards, not, not leaving behind? Because you know the day you leave your job, for the most part, they're moving on without you the, the very next hour. But you're starting the rest of your life that day. So you got to have something clear that you're mm-hmm. retiring to um, that still gives you some purpose. For all
1: of you listeners out there that want to have a, uh, a retirement coach, the hourly rate is somewhere between 100 to $300 an hour for a retirement coach. An hour? An hour, uh, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of money to have a retirement coach. That's eating into a lot of those retirement funds you mm-hmm. set aside.
0: It is a different game in the retirement world versus the working world because it is, you know, accumulation versus distribution. It's kind of like I, I think with football season upon us, the difference between college football and professional football, the NFL. The fundamentals are the same, but the rules are a little bit different. There are things you need to consider, like mm-hmm. Social Security, like Medicare, things that you know you certainly didn't think about when you were twenty and thirty and possibly even 40. But as you get closer to retirement, it's time to figure all those things out and put together that puzzle. And that's what America's Retirement Headquarters is here for. 419-794-3030 is the number. Get started. Start putting together that that plan. You don't have to call them coach when you come in, by the way. 419-794-3030 or americasretirementheadquarters.com. So what if your car engine wasn't operating as efficiently as it should be? You would do something about it, right? Probably. So what if your 401k, you know, that account that you've been Socking money into for decades. What if that wasn't operating as efficiently as it should be? Would you do something about that? Well, the Government Accountability Office says there are 34 million of us who could improve our 401ks just by lowering the fees that we're paying. I'm interested, and I would dare say 34 million people out there would probably be interested as well. How do I get a tune up on my retirement account?
2: Yeah. So you have to look in the details, unfortunately. And and that's like
0: the on most people's top
2: 10 things to do for the year. That's about four hundred eighty six. <laughs> right. right. Um, you know, we, we were just looking at a client's 401k the other day. Uh, there's a record amount of people entering uh, retirement this year. Uh, so you talked about, you know, the the funding of Social Security. That's going to get even worse. I think the numbers will be worse Absolutely. next year. We I agree. Two million more people enter retirement through the pandemic than they planned. You look at the job market, the job market is full of people changing jobs right now. And so it's a great time after you change your job to say, well, what do I do with this old 401k? So we're looking at a client's 401k, 1.89% was the average fee that they were paying in there. And that's for something like an SP 500 index fund that you can get from Vanguard for (laughs) 0.03%. Wow. So, you know, there's not a lot of governance over what's going on inside of the 401ks. It's a problem that's, you know, really not in the best interest of folks out there investing in those 401k plans. So you're captive to the investments that are in there. So if you're getting ready to retire, if you're getting ready to separate or have recently separated, it's a great time to look at that 401k and say, hey, should I put this into an IRA, a Schwab or Vanguard or Fidelity or or do something else with it? Because. The fees can get outrageous um, for many times, very, very substandard performance.
1: Well, I can tell you, uh, so it's, it's 34800001 uh, because <laughs> I have I mentioned this before with Nolan. You know, when I was 18 years old, I started a job. They had a 401k. They had profit sharing. They had all kinds of good stuff. And I signed up for everything. I never looked at any of that stuff. I mean, I have, I have no idea what I'm looking at. That's not, what, that's not my lane. That's not what I was doing at the time. I had no idea. You know, my son is 19 years old. He's actually just uh, landed a, a pretty nice job. And, you know, they've got some 401k opportunities for him. And he's the same way. He's going to sign up for this 401ks. And he's not going to look at the fees. I mean, most people don't. You know, we put the money in. We sock it in there. And we assume that what's happening is is happening in the best interest of us. But...
2: I mean, you probably run into a lot where people just don't pay attention to it. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind paying fees. There's got to be a value associated with the fee. So, I mean, we charge fees. The guy that mows my grass charges me a fee. Yeah. I just don't want to pay the fee and then not have my grass cut cut.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's that's a great way to say it, yeah. You know, I, I say that, and one of the things I always say is, you know, I don't have a problem with fees. You know, I just don't want you to get rich on me alone.
2: Well, it's a discussion of value. What are we paying for? Absolutely. And again, when it's an S&P 500 index fund and, and I can go on the open market and get one for 0.03% and one for 1.8% and it's the same product, that's, a that's an easy decision.
1: Yeah, it's but, a very easy decision.
2: But in the 401k, you're captive. You're locked into those investments typically. Um, so, But even for people that are still working, many plans will have what's called a self-directed 401k within the plan. Okay. And so you can go in there and... and you know, like maybe inside of your 401k it's got a fidelity self-directed option. You can enroll in that option and then you get whatever the marketplace has for fidelity. So you can open the the door, so to speak, in terms of what your investment options are. Mm-hmm. So it's very plan specific. It's very company specific. Um, and, and so it's, it's something worth having somebody take a look at.
1: Sure, sure. So do you, Scott, do you have a lot of people that When they come to you and say, I don't know what to do with this money, I got a lump sum, I took a lump sum, you advise them to maybe look at rolling it over into, uh, you know, a Roth IRA or something, you know, with taxes as low as they are now. I know I read an article earlier today that um, uh, taxes are going to be, uh, well, what's coming on the horizon if this gets passed? Uh, Katie, bar the door, we're in for uh, some significant increases in taxes. So you're you're telling people to maybe roll over money into Roth IRAs and uh, some other tools like that?
2: Yeah, so I, I know you hate when I give this answer, but it depends. Well, it does <laughs> depend,
1: though. I, I get yeah. that.
2: So it depends on the person's situation. But um, I would generally say most people that are saving in 401ks have a large amount, generally at least 85% or higher in tax-deferred accounts, not okay. tax-free accounts. Okay. And so if we can work on getting that number to maybe closer to 50% by doing mm-hmm. some Roth conversions or what have you, that's great. Let's take a look at doing that. Um, but you can't do that when you're in a 401k. You can't convert it to Roth right. most of the time. It depends on, again, on the 401k plan. Um, so a lot of 401k plans have a Roth option. So that's something else that you can look at at doing. So again, it's worth having somebody take a look at it.
1: Let me ask, let me ask you this question real quick. So if I've got, let's say I have a lump sum of $250,000, I'm switching jobs and my new, my new employer has 401k options for me as well to establish there. Can yeah. I take that $250,000 from my old 401k and just roll it over into my
2: new 401k? You can, but there's limitations once you put it in there. Typically speaking, you can't move it back out. Okay. So, you know, like we said earlier, when you move from one 401k to the other, you might just be putting yourself back into all those captive sure. investments in the new plans. So you could sure. actually put them into a worse plan with higher fees. Okay. Government will let you do that all day long. Yeah, I'm sure they will. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you can, again, if you're separating or you have an opportunity, it's worth taking a pause and saying, what are my options and sure. what's the best option for me?
1: So typically, from what I'm hearing, it might be a better option for me to take that 250000 and maybe invest it outside of my new employer's 401k and make it work better for me and, and um, have some maybe better returns.
2: Yeah. Very limited times. Do I say keep it in the 401k? Because you have so many different options outside of it. Sure. There are times and I'll give an example. There are times where it makes sense. Maybe if I retire at 55, Mm -hmm. I can start pulling money out of my 401k at 55, but I can't pull it out of my IRA yet. Uh So maybe I want to leave just a little bit of money in that 401k that I can take distributions from without penalty. And put the rest in my my IRA. But then again, it ties in my investment plan, my retirement income plan. It's all related. So, so it all depends. I hate to say it.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, but I mean, that's that's the truth of it. You know, we can't give specific information for every listener out there uh, here on the show but to to find out what would work best for you. And then maybe you're you know you're in that that uh, staggering number that that thirty four million plus who don't know how much they're paying in their fees. Obviously, look, any money saved towards retirement is great. But if you can streamline that and make sure you're paying. Uh, you're getting to keep more of it, paying less in fees. It's all about, like Scott Osborne said a second ago, value. It's about knowing what you're paying for and then determining if it is of value to you. And if you don't know what you're paying in fees, you really can't assess that value. That's something America's Retirement Headquarters can, can do with you, is sit down and show you exactly what you are paying. And, you know, if you are in a position where you can you can reallocate some of that money, whether it be, you know, 59 and a half, and you can, you can start pulling that money out and moving it, or you've just changed jobs, again, being able to explore those options, uh, all it takes to get started is a phone call, 419-794-3030. Or you can go online as well at America's Retirement Headquarters.com. Don't forget, you can always check out previous editions of the show, America's Retirement Headquarters, via podcast. You can go on YouTube, Google, Spotify, whatever your, your medium of choice is. Just search for America's Retirement Headquarters, and it's right there. Now, guys, we're coming up on the end of the show. But as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about this for just a second. Have you forgotten? Today, of course, I think we're all aware uh, is the 20th anniversary of 9-11. One of those days we all remember where we were when it happened uh, to all the families that were directly impacted. And the rest of us with that day in our memory we will never forget. As a veteran-owned business, America's Retirement Headquarters with Nolan being a veteran. And, and Scott Osborne, I know you served as well. I know this is a, a, a day that, again, is burning everyone's memory.
1: Yeah, I can tell you, I, um, I know exactly where I was at. Um, uh, I was headed to a golf tournament uh we have an annual golf trip in fact i'm headed there uh tuesday and as a result of that we had some financial advisors that were on the trip and they um you know they shut down the market they Mm -hmm. came back home um it was it was an unbelievable event i haven't missed a single year of watching all of the tributes to the um to the, the people that did survive and watching the shows. And, and uh, it's amazing to me. I've actually went to the 9-11 Memorial mm-hmm. three times uh, in a matter of a, a one-year period. But, Scott, I want to throw this to you because I know you're a major in the Army. I know back when this hit, um, we've talked a little bit about it. Did this play a part in in you joining the Army or at least knowing what was headed
2: your way? You know, I think by noon that day, I knew eventually sometime in my future, I'd be overseas somewhere uh, wearing some sort of uniform. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I had that conviction, I would say, on on 9-11-2001, you know, didn't know what all that meant. Sure. Um, So that kind of manifested joining the military or the Army National Guard after uh, after college, after Andrew and I got married. like months after we got married. So kudos, babe, for putting up with my shenanigans. But, (laughs) and then, you know, ultimately that led to, you know, going overseas uh, into Afghanistan from 2011 to 2012. So, so yeah, this is, this is loaded this year between, you know, hitting 20 years since Mm -hmm. 9-11 and and thinking about how much our culture and country has changed. And then also, you know, just seeing how things have unraveled in Afghanistan and being a little disappointed and frustrated there. So, um, yeah, it's, it's tough for sure. Um, but, you know, just like uh, good soldiers and good citizens and good patriots, you know, we got to keep moving forward, too. Uh.
1: Yeah, I, I, um, I just want to say to all of, all, well, thank you for your service. and, and uh, My pleasure. I, I can't thank people enough and watching the shows on that, I can't imagine what those people went through. And, and uh, my prayers still go out to all of the families. And I know, I have not forgotten, uh, don't know that I ever will.
0: No, it's a day every year when it comes up, it's it's going to be, be burning our mind. And and as we leave without getting on a soapbox here, I want obviously to remember, uh, you know, what happened 20 years ago. But remember what happened the day after that. Remember what happened the day after that, where the country kind of came together as a whole. And, and I yeah, think in you know, the past 20 years, we've uh, we've strayed pretty far from that. Uh, I, I think that's safe to say. So if we can find a way to, you know, maybe reach out to a neighbor, reach out to a friend and get, get closer to where we were on September 12th mm-hmm. of 2001. And start doing that again, moving forward. I don't know how to wrap this show up aside from just saying we want to thank you guys for joining us here on America's Retirement Headquarters. If you have questions about anything we talked about or didn't talk about what you want us to get to, uh, go and put the number out one one last time, 419-794-3030. And um, I want to thank you for listening. I hope you uh, stay safe out there. And as we wrap up, guys, I want to leave you with the final word.
1: Well, I echo uh, what you said, Chris. I don't know how to really end this show on uh, on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, Um, just, um, uh, stay strong. And and like you said, remember the day after, because that's when everybody really came together.
0: America's retirement headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussion should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.